On this week's Off the Circle, we're going to talk podcasting. I know you're listening to one, but you're going to learn some more here. Listen to indie-based entrepreneurs and business people, their experience and expertise. Have some laughs and learn along the way on this episode of Off the Circle, the Indianapolis business scene like you've never heard it before. Your hosts are Douglas Carr and Ryan Grimes. Hi there, and welcome to Off the Circle. This is Ryan Grimes from IIT Indy, here with Douglas Carr from DK New Media, and Adam Small from Agent Songs. Fantastic. What are we talking about today? Well, I think you said we were going to talk about podcasts today. We are going to talk about podcasting today. And, uh, and we have a special guest on the show with us today. We have Nathan Barrett here. Hello, sir. Hello. <laughs> and Nathan is our apprentice uh, at DK New Media. He uh, works with Apprentice. I don't know how you say that. You're a apprentice from Apprentice University? Exactly. Is that how you say it? Yeah, that's exactly. All right. So uh, an Apprentice University here in town is basically placing uh, young men and women that have a desire to go out and learn a trade and basically build experience in, in very, very specific fields. And, uh, and so we're happy to have Nathan. Nathan's been with me for a month now. Yeah, about a month now. Yeah. So it's fantastic. And he's learning stuff. It always helps. Him learning <laughs> no, on his own. No, it's pretty much osmosis. <laughs> okay, okay. So he's like, I need you to figure out how to do this. But Nathan is also uh, Nathan's also the voiceover on our intros and outros, and he put all of those pieces together. So we've we've tweaked him a couple of times, and and we're gonna do well, today. We're gonna do something a little bit different because the last episode, one of the things that I forgot to think about was the ads, mm-hmm. you know, within the, and so we had to kind of splice them in there. So the conversation just kind of stopped and went into an ad. <laughs> oh, so this time around, we're going to say, hey, and now we're going to take a break for sponsor yeah. XYZ. Yeah, we might not announce it, but we'll just we'll just kind of drift off, okay. you know, and then and then that way we can get an ad in. But uh, but I want to talk about podcasts today. Um, Ryan's a old Apple pro. You've been around with Apple a lot longer than I have. 37 years. Wow. <laughs> and um. And uh, we're going to talk about podcast. Podcasting, of course, got its name from the iPod. Um, and the iPod, how how old is the iPod now? Uh, almost 16 years old. They were $500 five-gig hard drives with headphone jacks and Firewire 400 ports. At everyone. This is the stupidest invention ever. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to want to carry all this around? And as somebody who carried a book of CDs around and a disc man, it's like, I want one now. <laughs> yeah, and and iPods, of course, just blew up, you know, because people c- carry their music around. But the other piece of it was podcasting was born, and uh, and back then, uh, if people are wondering, well, why is podcasting sixteen years later just kind of growing in popularity now? Well, it was because it was a really huge pain before because you had to download these huge files, you had to sync it with iTunes to your podcast. You had to, you know. Well, even creating the content back then, getting it into a digitized format, making sure it's a lot easier now insofar as, you know, you have a computer garage band, whatever, you turn it on and you can record and you can just change the, the bit rates and the audio rates and all that stuff. Whereas, you know, 16 years ago, that was a lot harder. A lot of people weren't really familiar with that yeah. too. So the, the learning curve, which is really what you're getting at from an, an equipment perspective, 
uh, you know, just to get it there was also on the creation side as well. Absolutely. Nathan, how old were you 16 years ago? Three years old. <laughs> I was rocking my uh, Spider-Man pajamas at that point. <laughs> With his iPod. With his iPod. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, we're old. <laughs> That's terrible. But, uh, over the last, obviously, you know, uh, you know, the miniaturization of devices. So everything going into a smartphone has had a huge deal on it. The, uh, unlimited bandwidth that people now have on their phones and home, the, that you don't have to sync, that you can just listen to a podcast in almost real time, you know, and download it from the web. Uh, all of these, and then like you said, all the equipment to actually record and produce podcasting has made it simple. Uh, and so finally, uh, I think the next evolution too is cars, right? Now, now people in their transit are plugging in their phones to their cars or they have now in the newest models, you know, they have apps in the cars that they can uh, connect to podcasts, right. their favorite podcasts. So that's why it's growing. It's growing like crazy. And people that I knew that never even heard of podcasting now are telling me, oh, I listen to, the, you got to listen to these three shows and you got to, and I'm just amazed at how far, you know, it's really taken. Um, anything to add to that? No, I think you covered it fairly well. I talked a lot there. <laughs> well, just keep on going. In, in terms of the automobiles and you know, with CarPlay and Android Auto becoming more popular, uh, when you emailed me, Doug, uh, saying that the episode was live, I pulled over, I was getting gas, downloaded Overcast on my iPhone, plugged it into my CarPlay head unit, and there's the app right on my yeah. know, head unit. I can uh, stream the episode right from there. Uh, that, that's where it's all at right A now. lot of it really comes down to accessibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both, both in creation as well as the con- consuming of, of the podcast, you know. It's not hard anymore. It's it's really very mm-hmm. simple to just whatever phone device you have. Again, you're not having to even carry an extra device anymore. You can mm-hmm. just literally, it's right there on your phone. Like you said, you just pulled it up, installed, and, and away you went. So that accessibility makes it so much uh, easier to consume, which then is going to lead to popularity as yeah. long as it's not a, a terrible uh and for, and, and for businesses, it's really just a, uh, I think a huge increase in engagement where social media and content, you know, uh, textual, it doesn't have the emotion and the, you know, you don't hear the voice and the nuance of the people. Well, that's that why you're you talking have to be to. careful when you write an email, right? Because yeah. if you write an email and you think, Oh, I'm just going to do a quick reply and away you go. Somebody reads it can't really understand the way you were reading it in your head or, or writing it in your head, I should say, they can get very upset about it, right? right. Whereas with a podcast, like you're saying, the, the inflection, the tones, the, the warmth of a podcast, you know, can, can make a tremendous amount of difference in engagement and, and uh, relationship building. Even though it's not a one-to-one, the fact that, you know, somebody can hear you speak or, or talk, you know, they can become familiar with you and they can say, Hey, you know what? That person really isn't an idiot, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, so our jury's or, still out with us. <laughs> well, with you anyway, this is only episode two. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think you're right. It, it really, uh, kind of tra- transcends the, uh, the, the written word, uh, just because there's so much tied to, um, emotional tied to the ability to, uh, speak and, and hear and interact with somebody. And I know you can't go back and forth with the listener, but the listener is still engaged. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah. And then they're waiting for what's, what's happening next. Now, chances are good. The listeners yelling at you as you're talking too. Sometimes. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it is two way. You I'm, just can't hear them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, take it a step, you know, further people are getting into obviously real time video and video right now. But what I notice with that is it's still difficult. It's still, you know, the, if we're going to, I mean, we're talking about it, you know, right. s- setting up a studio, the, you know, where a mixer for our podcast, well, a high end mixer for our podcast is $400, uh, a low end mixer for, you know, four video cameras is, you know, $3,000. Right, right. And then the cameras are, you know, $800 plus. And, and then you, you have got to have somebody to run it and, yeah. know, and then learn how to learn how to run it because they're not simple machines, you know? So right. Yeah. They don't have kind of like, gets back to that whole learning curve of yeah. equipment and hardware and all that. We may actually be kind of in that same position as podcasts were, you know, 16 years ago, yeah. whatever it was. Hopefully it won't take 16 years for video to catch on. I think that the learning curve is a lot shorter now. Accelerated maybe is the right word. So yeah, I think, I, I think, and we're heading there. You know, I mean, we have in town, obviously, you know, Edge Media Studios, you know, they're right. doing a lot of video and real time video. Um, but you know, you look at their gear that they've got to, you know, set up and get everything done beforehand. Whereas, you know, a podcast literally, you know, I was showing Nathan the, Sure, MV88 mic, you know, you've seen it too. You know, it's a beautiful condenser mic that I can just switch to my iPhone, find a corner that's, you know, not loud and doesn't have a lot of walls where things are bouncing off of. And I get a beautiful recording out of that device, you know. Um, so, so, um, but, but let's, we'll, we'll roll back to podcasting now. So podcasting obviously taken off in, in Indianapolis because this is an Indianapolis show. Um, there's uh Brad Shoemaker has uh Zombie Studios and he's got a great uh podcast studio that he's built up on the northwest side and shout out to Brad too. He's been my tech guy, you know, whenever I ran into real problems with audio equipment or anything else, uh he's always been the guy to just you know, come down and spend some time and explain it and stuff. Just one of the nicest guys ever. And his background is radio. You know, he's got a huge background in radio. And then, uh, of course, Edge Media Studios built theirs after mine, of course. But well, of course, <laughs> you know, they just went and watched all the mistakes you made. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. You know, but Edge Media Studios has obviously done an incredible build out in their space. And, uh, and so they have audio, video capabilities. They have a full time engineer over there, everything. And so they're producing a ton. And, and I think they're probably producing just as much video as they are audio now, uh, over there. And then, uh, and then another podcast studio just opened up on 120 Market Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. So 120 Market Street, if you drive by, that was our old building, but if you drive by there, uh, I forget what they call it, uh, something cloud or something, but, but it's basically he's built a studio over there. He just got a hold of me. And so podcasting is obviously growing in, uh, not just, you know, popularity, but also, a business demand, people are starting to really say, you know, what's it, what's it going to take to do this? Right. Right. Well, and, and again, getting back to, um, you know, from a business perspective, it just really helps lend a, a human voice, a more transparent, uh, more, uh, personal touch to your communications. Yeah. You know, so. 
a lot of it can be translation of what other events have happened. Like let's say Apple or Microsoft comes out with these huge products. Uh, what does it mean for normal people? You know, they sit there and talk about, you know, advanced parts of the operating system and then they're like going off on the, you know, the nuts and bolts and our client base is like, what? What does that mean for me? Like I, right. I get all that, and that's really what Joe drove uh, drove me to start this was just get a voice out there to translate that data to somebody who you know we've worked with for years. They recognize my voice, they trust us to you know to give them the correct information. But you know, obviously, calling them on the phone is not really a, an efficient use of anybody's you, time. You yeah. can't pick up the phone, and call a thousand people over the next <laughs> yeah. day or two. Yeah, Come exactly. On. Have a nice yeah. conversation with them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll let them listen to me when they're driving their cars. Well, and it's a good example. You know, let's jump back. You know, episode one was on IT security and, and that's a perfect example, right? Is all of us kind of put our heads together, provided some horror stories on IT security and some advice on what you should be doing. But it was advice that, you know, the average person could hear. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, if you go up and go to a security, you know, um, event, you know, where they bring the professionals in, you're going to hear a lot of multi-syllable words, right, right. you know. Well, you know, it's a lot like software, you know, every, every year or so, uh, whatever the software you've got, there's an upgrade for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and don't get me wrong. A lot of those are really great and fantastic things, but you know what? I use Microsoft Word to type. That's about yeah, it, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's about it, you know. Yeah. Um, Word ninety five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it would do, right? I mean, my need for Word hasn't changed since since ninety five, probably. Yeah. You know, uh, but there are some people, power users out there, that that every last bit of that is amazing, and they want it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, don't get me wrong, there are some things, uh, uh, improvements along the way that I've picked up on, but I'm usually a couple of years behind because my need just doesn't change all that much uh, in so far as the really advanced tech features of a lot of software and the same thing goes for what you're talking about here is uh shit i forgot my lost my <laughs> did you are we allowed to say shit on this i don't know are we <laughs> i guess we are I guess so um, does that is that is that the is clean still invoked with a a poop word i don't know he can we're cut pod- it out this right? is a show on podcast so it we is, should it's, probably it's, tell people we should yeah <laughs> just just beep it and go yeah that was the uh yeah, that was the version. poop yeah that was the poop word yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no i forgot not safe for I, work. I forgot where we were well where were your that. where you were going with that was just that um, someone needs to translate this for the average person right. that isn't the power user. Right, right. And that's like today talking about podcasting because um, I'll kind of give our our evolution. Adam's been around for the entire thing, you know, that we started with a Yeti microphone, which is a fantastic microphone. I still have that. Yeah. Actually, Adam still has that. It's a fantastic microphone and it's unidirectional. So you can have four people sitting around a table and have a really good conversation and it records well. Now, once you really started getting into podcasting, though, you get a disease. Well, well, wait, though, because cause you need to back up. Because, yes, you were using the Yeti, but you were also using the cloud service to actually do the recording yeah. and all that stuff. So so what happened was you got into it and you started listening to it and you kind of said, well, you know, that audio quality isn't quite where I want it. And this is your disease. Yeah. Right? It's everybody's and, disease and, in podcasting. Right. And, yeah. and it was a combination of both the hardware and the cloud software that you were using, it wasn't where you wanted it to right. be. So you started this upgrade path. Yeah, and and so uh, 
so, so the thing with the quality is, um, I want people out there. If you haven't listened to podcasts, download a podcast. If you're on iPhone, podcast app is great. If you're on Google, uh, Android, you got Google Play, you can download podcasts. Chances are they're listening to one right now. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> but they, they might be listening to it off the web. I'm yeah. talking about, you know, they, I mean, people that are listening to off the circle right now, you know, we we're like 350 listens in. Right. So these are our friends. Right. And, right. I and so, and they're probably these listening off friends. the website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these are my friends. They're not yours. <laughs> and so my, my point is if you go out and listen to a dozen podcasts that you never heard before, right. what you're going to hear is audio problems. Like that's the difference between you going, man, that's a really good podcast or, Oh, I can't listen to this anymore. Right. And, and it's not so much background noise or anything else, but it's the clarity, you know, of the recording. And it makes, it has a huge impact on your ability to pay attention. If well, you're, and, and the, and, and your impression of it as well. Yeah. And so I was just telling Nathan, I, w- I was listening to like, I downloaded, it's like one of the biggest motivational, I'm not going to say the name of the podcast, but it's a motivational podcast. They had like 250 reviews that were great. Everything else I downloaded it. The intro is this spectacular, you know, music and deep voice, you know, voiceover and everything else. And as soon as the guy started talking, I could hear kind of a hiss you know, in the background, the old analog. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was like, it was like he was on a, maybe he was just on like a lavalier mic, a cheapo mic that plugged into his phone or something. Mm -hmm. And, and as soon as that started, I couldn't stop hearing it. Now, of course I'm picky, but that's what happens to people. And they say that this even happens with video, that when people watch a video, they can put up with horrible video. But if the sound is terrible, it tends to turn people off. Well, I can tell you, I, I lately I've been watching a, a lot of YouTube videos, um, and uh, more just to listen to them as I'm working or whatever. Yeah, and and you know it'll play one and then start the next and all that. And and I as soon as I get one with bad audio on it, you know, and it could be the hissing and the poor quality, or it could just be somebody that sounds like they're a robot, you know. Yeah. But as soon as it just jars me right out of what I'm doing, right. I have to go over and I have to mute them or, or find something else, you know, yeah. because it's, it's, uh, that's what you're investing in, whether it's video or podcast, what you're really investing in mostly is that inflection and tone and, and, and emotion that's evoked by hearing the other individual. Right. And so with that, you know, then we get into microphones. Microphones are obviously the core part of that. And so we run, Sure SM7Bs, which you'll see in radio stations and, and music stations, you know, or music recording studios. But, but, uh, and they're terribly expensive. And we had to have another device called a cloud lifter, which basically amplifies the signal, you know, so that we can record it accurately. But that's not what you need. <laughs> you you know, really don't started. need that at yeah. all. You can literally use just your 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 iPhone or or computer with a microphone plugged into it, and and some software to record. Uh, you know, but again, it's going to come down to quality. And as as you continue to do it, um, you'll probably be your own worst critic. Yeah. Right. Uh, you'll be like, yeah, I I can do better than that. I can make it better, both from a content as well as a, a recording quality perspective. And then uh, a lot of podcasters use, you know, uh, soundboards, you know, mixers. Um, 
that's not even a necessity anymore. I, I joke with everybody. We've talked about it uh, between ourselves that we have a Zoom H6 recorder. It's a portable recorder that you can use a battery with it or plug it into USB. You can plug up to six microphones in it, and it's a it's a beautiful recorder. So if you have great microphones, it's going to record exactly what you need. Now, the difference between a recorder and a mixer is a mixer – we can tune every single mic. So we can do things like, you know, if I sit back from the mic, I can drop off the volume really quick. I can add, you know, treble and bass. I can, I can, I can tweak it, you know, and I can tweak it live. You can do a lot of that stuff post production too, but with a mixer, you can control all of that in real time. So. You know, we wound up, we got a Behringer XR18 digital mixer. It's nice. It's got iPad controls, but boy, it was a learning curve, you know, before I got it right. I don't know how many shows we did where <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I had to get sound engineers like Brad to help me, you know, kind of tweak it in and everything else because the problem is that the mixer is tuned to the microphones. And so, you know, if you've got a microphone like these that have a, a large, you know, either a small signal or a large draw or whatever, you've got to adjust that on the back end, you know, to, to feed it into your recording software correctly. And so the, the Zoom H6 just takes that out of the way. You're just going to record directly into your Zoom H6. It's got individual volume controls for each microphone, which is really handy. Um, and so if you've got someone quiet, you know, you can turn them up a little bit. Um, and it, and it's, it's, it's just a remarkable device. Um, I will say this, uh, one of the learning curves along the way and, and, uh, is don't record people loud that you can always turn them up when you've got a great audio signal hmm. and you won't, you won't, it's not like when you turn up a radio real loud and you hear this, hmm. if you've got a clear signal, you can crank someone's volume up way up and you won't ever hear noise on the back end. But the problem is when you talk really loud you actually clip the microphone and you get those, those high end clips and you run into a lot of problems. So one of my learning curves was I always thought, you know, when I first started, well, I'll make sure that if I laugh or cough, you know, really loud, that that just goes into the red, you know? And, and what I wound up with was people laughing and coughing and it sounded you know, like garbage. Whereas if I would have turned it down a little bit, you know, I would have, I would have been okay on that. Um, do we want to talk recording software? Sure. All right. Well, uh, you said before mm -hmm. that we used to do it live. We did. We used a, a, a system called, uh, blog talk radio. Right. And, um, and so you could actually broadcast live over the web, uh, through their apps, everything else. The problem that we ran into a bunch of problems with it. One was audio fidelity. In order for them to save bandwidth, they cranked down your quality really bad. So no matter how well you recorded it, it was terrible when it came out of their system. And I think they've since, you know, done some, some touch ups with it. The other, the other problem that we had with them was they kind of owned our audience. Right. We didn't have it on our URL. We didn't have those subscribers on our RSS feed. Right. It was right. all through them. And so 
Um, I, I made the decision. We walked away. I think we were getting about 6,000 listeners a month, which was pretty significant. And we walked away yeah. and had to start over and literally had to start over with like a hundred people listening and start on a new RSS feed and, and everything else. Um, and so that, that was rather painful. Um, yeah, to say the least, right? Yeah. And now the tools, the tools for recording out there are great on your phone. You found an app, right, Nathan? The podcast recording app that you had found? I don't, <laughs> I put, I don't remember I put, the name of it offhand. <laughs> well, we'll put some in the app yeah. notes we'll put on the show. But we, you know, there's a couple of podcast recording apps. One of them, I think uh, Harrison Ford told me about, uh, and I can find it real quick. Um, Anchor. Friends with Han Solo. Han Solo is talking to you. What? Harrison Painter. Oh, you said Harrison Ford. No, yeah. I did not. Yes, you, you did. I did. Play it back. Yeah. No, yeah. don't play it back. <laughs> Jerks. You know he died, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he died. <laughs> he just crashed. Um, a couple times. But, uh, but Anchor is one that's kind of taken off. You can record, uh, directly in and then you can broadcast it out to, I think you can broadcast it out to Facebook and, and other places. So Anchor is one. Um, the sure mic that I was talking about for the, it only is for iPhone, but it came with its own, uh, app called Motive, M-O-T-I-V. And, uh, and it's proprietary. So it just works with that microphone and that microphone only works with it. Um, so that microphone won't work with the, uh, video app or anything on the phone. No, no, it won't work with anything else. And I, it's okay. I mean, I'm, I, it has such great rich features that, that, that's okay. Um, so, so those are good. And then I know, uh, Mark Schaefer, um, if you don't know who that is, businessesgrow.com. Mark does a lot of podcasts, um, on the road with just a road lavalier mic, mm -hmm. which is a fairly, I think it's like a $30 mic on Amazon. I think it's fairly inexpensive. Um, I don't know. So he just goes and finds a quiet place and uses, uses the road at home. He's got nicer equipment, you know, but, but it does the job when he's on the road. Um, we've had mixed results with lavalier mics. <laughs> so they pick up a lot of background noise. And if you're, if your shirt rubs it, you know, you tend to hear that and everything. But, um, but let's go back. I, I was talking we about recording. Software. Yeah. That was software. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. We don't have it, by the way, everybody out there, we're winging this one. So if you haven't, if you haven't realized that already, this is not, this is not a pro cast yet. We have, now we have a couple that we're scheduling that we're going to be prepared for, but we just wanted to talk about podcasting today. Um, GarageBand, obviously, if you're on a Mac is, I don't think it's free software anymore. Uh, if you, okay, so if you're the first owner of that computer, then yes, it's free. Okay. If it's repurposed and you sign in with a different Apple ID, it's not, as far as I know, but. It's not expensive. No, I don't think it's like it 10 is. 10 bucks? Or? Yeah, it's really inexpensive. Yeah. And, and, and it works great. Audacity on the PC side, right? Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Nathan's, uh, and, and I, I would actually say this, that Audacity is, uh, Nathan has done a, a bunch of podcasts where he's done noise reduction. And I think Audacity's got better tools for noise reduction than I Garage actually, um, was working with that on, on a few of my podcasts last week. And, and I, I didn't realize it at the time, but my recording, I, I had a UPS, uninterruptible power supply in the room that the fan was 
making a little noise during my recordings and I, I didn't realize it when I was doing them. So then I went through and I used audacity and it was able just to cut all of that background noise right out crystal clear. It was amazing. That's so. incredible. I stand corrected on GarageBand. It's free for everyone. Oh, it is. Yep. Oh, that's well, good. Mac users. <laughs> okay. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Audacity actually works on both the uh, PC and the Mac. Right. Uh, and right. I, actually, I think they've got a Linux version as well. I could be wrong though. Yeah. And I would say this with GarageBand, the only problems that we run into is when we have multi microphone setups like this, where we have like four mics. Man, GarageBand is a dog. Like you have to shut all your other stuff down and every once in a while we had it last time where you just get this random error and it stops recording and you clear the error and you can keep recording right um but i've seen it and that's on the newest versions of GarageBand. but i've seen it in the forums they've had this problem for like 10 years um so i don't i don't know so i'm not sure that it's the greatest multi-track i think it's i think a lot of people use GarageBand for mixing right music and post-production but as far as direct recording to disc i'm not sure that everybody utilizes it for that so what about pro- post-production software then what well let, one one more that i wanted to talk about was adobe oh, audition adobe. right so and and so adobe audition and you can use the video stuff too what is it oh i i use um uh Premiere. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So Adobe Premiere. And, uh, and so Adobe Audition, we've used it here and had good results with it as well. It's pretty slick. Um, and, and I think it's, uh, what they call non-volatile. So when you make an edit, it doesn't edit the core files. It like records the edit, you know? Right. Um, Right. I don't know how to explain that. They, they well, keep an XML file that says use this section, this section, this yeah. section. That's what it is. Whereas GarageBand, if I said, okay, edit this, splice this, put in this, it's literally doing that to the core file. Right. So there's not really a if I if I close the application, there's or, no going back. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's no going back. Um, and I've had it before where I've done a file save as with GarageBand and put it like on another drive, and halfway through it quit, and that was it. Both sides gone. Yeah. No, no going back. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and GarageBand files, if anybody has ever played with them, are literally a zip file. It's GBand. If you unzip it, you'll see each of the AIFF, oh, wow. the audio yeah. files in there. And so I've had to rebuild them before. Right. Well, I, like I said earlier, I use um, Adobe Premiere to yeah. uh, edit our recordings. I record it with GarageBand, but I use a, Adobe Premiere. So I actually go into the GarageBand file and I just pull out the audio channels and then I import those directly into uh, the uh, Adobe software. Nice. And uh, I like it for editing. It, it seems to me to be much more intuitive, but that's what works for me. You know, if you know something else, whatever works for you, yeah. that's best, right? Yeah. I mean, I think if you're used to like Adobe software, you pick up audition right. and you know what to do right right if you're you know if you're a mac guy you know garage band is fine um, on a budget yeah 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 being free or audacity being free you know. yeah yeah and audacity i mean there's not too much you can't do with it mm-hmm. that you can do with those other i don't even know right. if there is anything not that I'm probably not yeah it, it's a pretty robust piece of software because we tested it in here and we tested it with six mic inputs and a skype yeah. input and it picked everything up fine, you know, so it, it, it did really well. So, yeah. uh, and then I know the pro pro tools is the, you know, if you're a music God, you know, that's, that's like the Holy grail. Right. Um, and Sony, I think has, uh, Sony acid, 
I think. So there's all kinds of, you know, mixing software out there. And, and, and honestly, the only thing that you need those, those for is, you know, if someone coughs or laughs or you want to break or you want to redo a part of your podcast, you want to be able to cut and paste and everything and get everything right, right. before you, before you publish it. Right. Uh, one thing on uh, Adobe Premiere, one of the things that I do with that is I, I, it's actually video editing software. So what I do is I take the podcast and I find an image to associate with it and I, uh, edit it all up in the video editing software. And then I just export it as an MP3 for the audio. Yeah. And then I take the video and I put that up on YouTube. So it's a repurposing of the podcast as well. And so far as it's still audio and they're still listening to it on YouTube, but you know, it's another way to, uh, uh, another channel to find listeners. Yep. So we, uh, we have another tool that we utilize internal called Auphonic. Um, and it's a ridiculously expensive <laughs> software, but it's a multi-track leveler basically. And so rather than us trying to guess with the mixer and with the mixing software, what people's volumes are, it actually auto adjusts everybody's volumes automatically. It does some noise reduction as well. You've done some of that work, right? Yeah. It, it isn't, at, it isn't completely thorough in some cases, but it's pretty good all yeah. around. It's very intuitive, very easy to use. Yeah. The, the thing that I notice about it is when we run stuff through Auphonic, the voices sound a little bit more powerful. And I don't know how to, vocalize that yeah but it just sounds like they maximize the depth of everybody's voice on there some some cool algorithms they use oh yeah everyone <laughs> <laughs> sounds like very white yeah <laughs> so but but it's it's got us out of a jam a couple of times with you know with problems where someone had a really quiet mic or they or one track had noise on it and the other one too is i, I was telling nathan that you know, I'll output a file out of GarageBand at the typical, you know, the recommended, you know, uh, frequency and everything else. Right. And it takes up a hundred, you know, plus meg. I run it through Auphonic and it comes out with an MP3 at that same quality, but somehow the file size is like half. It's like 50 meg. And so I don't know what it's doing there, but, but it's, it's a significantly smaller signature Think file. About all the hidden CIA messages. Is that what yeah, that's what it's doing. All this security monitoring stuff they're doing, right? Yeah. Um, so we, we've talked about those and there's tons of courses that you can take online. By the way, uh, Jen Eads, uh, if you haven't, uh, ever looked her up, um, please do. She has a podcasting course, Brassy Broad. Um, and she's, she's another great podcaster in town with a lot of experience. She's not in the room, Doug. <laughs> I know. I know. She's listening. I was confused. <laughs> she's listening. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And follow her online too, by the way, she's an incredible musician as well. So, um, so, so now let's say you finally get this all done. Uh, intros and outros, you went and downloaded music off of, uh, audio jungle or any of the other. Now, now keep in mind, uh, let's talk about that, I guess, just a little bit. So let's say you want to do your intro like we have and you have music on there. Um, you got to be really careful about commercial licensing of that music. Even if you go buy that music off of like an audio jungle, it's got a limitation to how many times it can be used. And so if you download and you pay whatever, and these are cheap, you know, seven bucks or five bucks for that audio clip, if you read the fine print, it says that you can use it once. <laughs> well, 
define what you mean by once. Once in my po- in one podcast, or and I have to pay for it if I want to use it in the next podcast. Exactly, okay. exactly. So one one usage where you're distributing out, and and so um, most of them have the licenses where it's you know royalty free uh, extended license where you can use it for whatever you want, however many times you want, um, and and it doesn't cost that much more. It's like four times more or something like right, that. Right. So uh, it's pretty thin. Then voiceover talent. I, Katie did my MarTech. Nathan did this one. Could you go out and get a professional voiceover talent? Absolutely. Amanda Fellows is in town. She does an amazing job. Paul Poteet and his wife both do amazing work there. Um, if you want it to sound really just incredible, go do it. And I don't know. They'll charge you maybe a hundred, two hundred bucks. I've heard of people doing it on Fiverr before. So for ten bucks, getting a you know, get, uh, we actually did that for our phone system. We we outsourced it to uh, someone with a British accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We didn't abusing it, but it was just kind of funny that like that that could be confusing to people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Am I talking to someone in London right now? So uh, and and it's kind of like the joke about having Mister T do your GPS, right? Oh yeah, yeah he yeah. did. He did ways. Did, did he? It was amazing. My daughter thought I was crazy. She's like. Turn it up, sucker! I'm like, yes! <laughs> and then it, when you arrived at your destination, he says something like, congratulations, go have a Fanta! Or something. <laughs> it was incredible. I know that's a terrible Mr. T um, impersonation. All right, so now we have intros, outros. We recorded, we mixed it, and we output it as an MP3. Now we got to put it somewhere. Just um, email it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is, uh, I think, another mistake that a lot of people make. They go get a HostGator account or whatever for five bucks and say, oh, I'm going to, you know, put it on, on there. No. Uh, these are large files, you know, 50 to 100 meg files sometimes. And if all of a sudden it takes off and you've got a thousand people listening to it, uh, your server is just going to come to a screeching halt. Well, and the other part of that is that you want to put it where people are going to find it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you just throw it up on your site. Well, right? you can, you can syndicate it from your site. You, out. you can syndicate yeah. from your site, but my right. point is, is that your site probably doesn't have much traffic. You know, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people don't have sites that are bringing in a hundred thousand right. visitors a right. month. Right? right. So you put it where people are looking for those sorts of things. Like, the, you know, and I know that, uh, Apple doesn't actually host it. You still have to iTunes. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh you still have to, uh, well, that's what I mean. Like you could host it on WordPress, syndicate it to iTunes, right? Where thousands of people could download it, but they're going to get angry really quick. Yeah. You know, and your host is probably going to cut you off as well. Right. Uh, because typically hosts do have bandwidth limitations on what they do. Right. So your your best bet is to go with a podcast host out there because these guys have huge infrastructure, huge bandwidth, you know, well, they're they, used they to know spikes. They make it easy for you. Yeah. But they're used to huge spikes in traffic. They're hu- they're they're able to take care of all of that. And so, you know, you, you definitely want to use a podcast host. So some of the some of the folks out there um, you know, Blueberry uh, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y, uh, Buzzsprout, Libsyn, Podbean, Simplecast, SoundCloud. Uh, a lot of people use SoundCloud. Um, Spreaker, um, Podcast Jet. Um, and then the, the one that we're, we're using now and totally addicted to is Fireside. That's what you'll find on offthecircle.com. Uh, and, 
and every I was weird looking through it. To, every time I dip into their software, I find three new features that I didn't know exist. So like today it was putting sponsor information in there, putting guest information in there, putting links from the from the podcast in there. Um, it, it's, it's just got tons of features. Um, and it was super easy to set up. Uh, we were on Libsyn before and Libsyn is, you know, if you're a guy that likes to tinker, uh, Libsyn has all the tools to go tinker. Um, but terribly ugly interface and difficult to use. And Fireside is just an awesome UI and, and really, really spectacular to use. Um, so that's, that's going to get you hosted. Um, Fireside does have a limitation of 100 meg. Uh, that's why I talked about that a little bit was because we had to reduce the size of a couple of our shows uh, to get it up there. So you guys have anything to add to that? I'm doing all the talking on this <laughs> podcast. Well, I was just, you know, I've, I've up until you and I sat down here, I'd never done one before. Um, I've been on one before, but never had anything to do with the recording of it or the hosting or anything. And it's just astounding how deep you can get yeah. in this. And, you know, I'm looking at the fireside dashboard, like, oh, look at all that data. You know, we, that's the part <laughs> you, know, you want. Is anybody listening? Yeah. Yeah. It gives you all those metrics and you can embed the RSS feed into buffer or something. Then you can post it, have it automated at post in your episodes yep. of life on all your social media accounts. Right. Uh, you can embed it on your website so that, you know, it posts there automatically too. And they can listen right from your website if they don't have an iOS device or sitting at work and, you know, they, they, or they're just not tech savvy. Yeah. They want to click, you know, my mother-in-law will probably click on the web page and listen to it in a web browser. Right. Exactly. Uh, but that's just the, the amount of ways you can get that data out there is just astounding and how easy it is. I mean, yeah. it's really, that was the biggest barrier to starting this stuff was how hard it was. Right. Like, oh, I need all this stuff to get started. And it's just like, no, just do it. Right. You know, you don't have to spend all this money to get started with it, to see if you like it or see if anyone cares what you have to say, really. Yeah. Um, so get started, you know, then worry about the, you know, <laughs> going down the rabbit hole of you know, spending money. Later. Exactly. Yeah. Like Fireside is $19 a month, but you get a whole website. Yeah. So you don't have to go have a website somewhere else. You have it all done, yeah. you know, so which is, which is fantastic. Um, now, now again, we're at another, actually we should do a break for a, we'll do a break for an advertiser right now. Off the Circle is brought to you by MyITND. If you're a small to medium-sized business and need assistance with networking, security, and other IT services, contact Ryan at info at myitnd.com. Off the Circle is brought to you by DK New Media. DK New Media is a marketing consultancy working with some of the world's largest brands on their digital marketing and media strategies. Contact Doug at dknewmedia.com. All right. Well, now that you heard that advertiser, <laughs> which was me or Ryan, <laughs> um, we're back. Uh, and, and where we left off was basically where to host your podcast. And, uh, and I was just, you know, given some accolades about Fireside, which is fireside.fm. We'll leave that in the show notes as well. Um, the next thing though is syndication. And we talked, touched on a little bit earlier, but everybody has different tools that they're using to listen to podcasts. So they're not necessarily going to your website. Right. But they can discover it on iTunes. Like I looked up a 
motivational podcasts and there's a thousand of them on iTunes. And so you get to play with what you want. And so I know like MarTech, the reason why, you know, I'm one of two MarTech podcasts. So people searching for MarTech are going to find me on there and they're going to find that podcast on there. Um, off the circle, if you search for indie, we'll start popping up. We don't yet. And by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you enjoyed this podcast, please go review us wherever you heard the podcast because ratings and reviews will increase your visibility to get found in those internal searches. Hmm. Yeah, definitely go review us. Yeah. Yeah, and don't leave a one star. <laughs> Greatest podcast ever, one star. Oh, you know that's Yelp. <laughs> so um, a must is iTunes, of course. Even with our show, we noticed immediately when we got on iTunes, we spiked in listenership. Um, we had like, I think we had like 20 listens. And then after iTunes, it went to 300, you know. And right. so it was. Well, again, getting back to what I said earlier about putting it where people are looking exactly. for it. You know, iTunes, Android, um, both have, you know, Apple, Android, whatever, both have a built in, you know, function for that specifically, right. you know, and, yep. and, and people, um, you know, the vast majority of people don't bother to download anything else. They just go that's whatever's it. on their phone. There it is. And that's where they're going to search. So, you know, I would recommend that you make sure you get into the uh, two areas that are where people are looking the most, which would be Apple's iTunes and, and Google play. Yep. And then there's uh there's other apps that folks love for podcasting, overcast, pocket cast, stitcher, Stitcher is a huge one. Uh, TuneIn is another one. Uh, Blueberry is a host, but also has a podcast directory. Uh, and then iHeartRadio has podcasts and Spotify. I was going to say Spotify. Yeah. Uh, now, Spotify and iHeartRadio are, you, you typically have to have a significant amount of listens per month before I think like, uh, I think Spotify is like 5,000 listens a month and then they'll let you in unless you're a big wig. Like I do the Dell podcast and Spotify didn't ask how many listeners. They just <laughs> said, sure, we'll do that. Um, so if you're a big wig, you, you'll get on there. But, and then iHeartRadio, uh, Libsyn even had a partnership with iHeartRadio that, that it instantly went on there. Now, one of the things that I will say with that is, um, you might want to use a tool like FeedPress. Um, so all of these basically, when you say to iTunes, Hey, where's your iTunes will ask you, where's the feed to your podcast? And you have an RSS feed basically for the podcast. A lot of times you don't want to use your actual RSS feed because you might switch off that service. So like I was able to switch from Libsyn to Fireside and I didn't interrupt any of the people that had subscribed off of my feed. I didn't interrupt iTunes. I didn't interrupt anything. Well, and you were able to do it with changing one setting. Yeah. Right? One, yeah. Um, because you didn't have to go into iTunes. You didn't have to go to Google Play or to Stitcher or any of these other services right. and change that uh, feed in every single location. And so we, we set up Clear Software, a company in town. Uh, actually, they used a host called Simplecast, which is another really good one. In fact, the folks from Apple recommended Simplecast. It's another easy one. Uh, it's not – you don't get a website and everything like Fireside – but I would say it's as easy as Fireside, you know, from a, a usability standpoint. Um, but that's exactly what we did. We went to FeedPress and they got an account there. I don't know what nine dollars a year or something. It's it's terribly easy. Um, and and then they got their Simplecast account 
uh, where they were hosting it. Now, the, the added benefits of FeedPress are metrics. So if you're with a host that doesn't have good metrics, um, measuring it through something like FeedPress can see how many people have hit your feed and demanded it. The other piece that FeedPress has that's pretty in- intriguing is it has social publishing. So whenever we, like when we publish this post, it'll automatically go to my Twitter, uh, the off the circle Twitter, follow us at Twitter off the circle, uh, our Facebook page, uh, which is off the circle again. Um, and so it'll automatically publish to those places, which is pretty, pretty cool as well. Um, and that's all automated. And then, uh, and then you're published. You're a published, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Google Play all have, you have to fill out details and then they approve you for entry. So don't half-ass the entry stuff. Like I'm going to just half-ass fill this out and they'll take it. They'll reject you. So make sure you, you make it sound like it's a, a good podcast that they would want to put on their, on their networks. Um, and then, uh, and then there's paid directories as well. Um, so Podbean, Spreaker, SoundCloud, you can do some paid, you know, pushes of your podcast as well. Uh, let's see. I think that's, I think that's about it from a podcast. So now you've published and now you have listeners. Now what do you do? Do it all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Rinse and repeat. Yes. There you go. You know, one of the things that I'll say is I I think it's important. uh, Like we changed up this podcast where I say a little intro before the podcast to let people know what's coming on. I think that's important. Sometimes a small talk at the beginning of a podcast runs for two or three minutes and you can lose someone. They're like, what are you guys talking about? So if you can let them know up front, Hey, we're going to be talking about everything, you know, about podcasting today. They're going to get past the small talk, you know, to, to get to the meat of it. The other one is tell people about your last show. We talked about our last show was on IT security, which is pretty good. Our next show, we don't know what we're going to do yet. We don't have anything for next week, right? Yeah. Uh, not in set in stone. No, got a bunch of people that were checking on calendars and stuff. We kind of just threw this at them and said, you know, come up with, you know, let us know when you can be here. Uh, got some attorneys, got some marketing people that are interested in being on there. So we got, and then, or, or fellowship is going to come on board. Talk to us about what they do. And then, uh, lifeline data centers, we're scheduling that out as well. And then, uh, we're going to have a surprise too. Uh, every month we're going to have a happy hour as well. So, I think the first Thursday of each month, we're actually going to do a hosted happy hour down, down at, at the speakeasy. So we'll do the podcast first with whoever the host is, and then we'll go drink beer and eat some catering after the podcast. After, after, <laughs> after the, well, after why don't we podcast. just have a beer or two before the podcast? Yeah, we could do that Let's too. See how that works out. Except for Nathan. He's not, he's not of age yet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So <laughs> sucks to be him. Yeah. <laughs> can I say that? You can. Yeah. But if anybody's interested in, in sponsoring one of those happy hours, uh, let us know, um, through the site. Um, uh, the other piece is, I think the biggest part of podcasting right now, today's was about providing you value and kind of walking you through podcasting. If you have any questions, you can ask Adam, Ryan, I, or Nathan. Nathan's at the office, uh, Monday through Thursdays and, uh, and we'll be glad to answer those for you. So you can go to off the circle on the contact page and ask us whatever and, and we'll fill that out. So the, 
that's the key is providing value to the listener so that after you finish the podcast, you can walk away with something. I think the other aspect of podcasting is we're all hosts here today. Um, but if you have a guest on, make them the spotlight. It's not about us when like the host should be bringing out the guest and what they do and how important that is. And, and it, you know, we won't be sitting there, you know, talking about our businesses and everything. We, we want to make that person, um, the spotlight. And then the, the last thing is I do think it's good to pre-plan. If you think about your year, I think agent sauce has a great real estate marketing blog that I'm on. That's why it's great. But um, oh, yeah, it's all about you. Yeah. <laughs> all about you, Don. We had this conversation. We could say that many not times. about us. Yeah. No, uh, no, no, with Agent Sauce, do. though, everything's kind of pre-planned. So, the, you know, we've talked about email and social media and, you know, every there's a topic for every single show that has a goal. Right. And, and ultimately, the goal is the same for every one of them, which is to provide something of value to our listeners, which yeah. in, in our case is real estate uh, agents and their marketing. And, and that shows a quick one. It's you right. Know, it's twenty thirty minutes long, yeah, depending. 20, yeah, uh, yeah. Most of them are, are right around the twenty minute mark, but we've had one or two that stretched out to right about thirty. So yeah, uh, and and I'll talk about that. So I think those are awesome shows. When I first started podcasting, we remember we used to have like hour and a half podcasts. Yeah, we would sit in the room there, and and it'd be it was amazing because we'd have five, six, sometimes ten people in yeah. that room talking all all over. So. And people told me I was nuts. They said, "There's nobody that's going to listen for an hour and a half." And it skyrocketed. We had, <laughs> we literally had over 5,000 listeners. I yeah. mean, it took off. So that's the other piece of it is don't be afraid to try something, mm-hmm. you know, right. um, but and stick with it and stick with it. Exactly. This is a momentum game. You know, we got, we were really happy that we got 350 listeners the <laughs> first like, episode. Oh, and, wow. um, and, and, uh, and that's it. If we stick with it every single week, we'll be up to 5,000 in no time, you know, and so, but you got to stick with it. If you start skipping weeks or anything else, that's when people stop listening and they start, you know, and, and if you're in the podcast app, you see, oh, their last podcast was two months ago. I guess it's dead. Mm-hmm. Unsubscribe, you right, know, and right. so you got to stick with it. Um, so that's it. Any, any final thoughts there? You know, podcasting is a, a great tool, both from a, a customer relations as well as a marketing tool. So, you know, take advantage of it is what I would say. Go do it. Go do it and stick with it. You don't have to drop a ton of money, but. Yeah, exactly. Oh, hey, and I should invite anybody in Indy. If you want to stop by and try out our studio, let me know. We'd be glad to host you and, and, uh, and get you a tryout. We do, we do rent the studio out to companies. Uh, it does require some expense just because we have to be on site and, and help you and everything, but, but you're more than happy to come down to give it a shot. All right, everybody. Well, that's it for today's show. And uh, tune in to Off the Circle. If you have a topic that you want us to cover, uh, get a hold of us through the website. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Please, please, please take a moment out. Really would appreciate this uh, to rate the show on especially iTunes and Google Play and let us know how we're doing. Thank you so much. If you're an Indianapolis business and would like to be on Off the Circle, contact us at offthecircle.com. Off the Circle is recorded at DK New Media's State-of-the-Art Studio, the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis.